Good evening. This is Sue, the Relationship Builder, and thank you for joining the podcast, The Relationship Builder. The Relationship Builder podcast is a podcast to provide information on how to start, build, and maintain relationships, personal ones, and even business ones. And for those who are joining the first time and those who are coming back to listen, thank you so much. The platform that you can listen to is uh, the podcast on is Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Radio Public. And so this particular episode, we will it is part of the series of the measure of a woman. I've had the measure of a man. And so the measure of a woman is also part of that series. And so this evening, we will talk about long-term marriage from a woman's point of view. And I am excited. I do have a, um, I do have a um, guest this evening. And the guest I have this evening is Cynthia. She's been married for 31 years. Uh, Is it 31 years, Cynthia? It's 30 years. 30 years this year. So um, congratulations on that. And so, um, and then I will talk with Cynthia. I've been married for 27 years. And so I guess we can talk about long-term marriage because we've been married a long time. And so Cynthia, in her marriage, she has two beautiful children, um, a young adult and a teenager, and um, and they've had a successful marriage. And so I kind of just want to go ahead and say thank you, Cynthia, for joining me this evening. And um, I want to ask you, what is, I guess, growing up, what was your thoughts growing up as a little girl? regarding marriage did you ever think that you would get married did you ever think about marriage growing up I did um I was I would say about when I was a younger girl well I guess in elementary school I would always see how my dad would treat my mom and how he would I mean he would cater to her and and I would always say, I want me a husband just like my dad. And when I met Gerald, I met Gerald identical to my dad. He has that old spirit. And when I turned 18, I prayed for, for some reason, I prayed for a husband. And I prayed for a husband, somebody just like my dad. My husband is just like my dad. Hmm. Very laid back, very good spirit. Um, he's just like my dad. Even on my wedding day, my dad said, "You always said you wanted somebody like me, and I think you found someone like me." Hmm. That's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sweet. So, um, the first, I guess. You already told us kind of what why you married your husband because he reminds you of your dad and um, and so in the first the first few years or so how was marriage was it what you thought it was going to be? Um, 
I remember when we first got married, I want to say it was the first year. Mm-hmm. And um, my dad, my mom would, I don't care what holiday, of course I was the only child. So um, never really seen hard times because my parents always had a little distance on the side because they had jobs, you know, their own jobs. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember it was during Easter time. And my mom, even after I got grown, she still would always get me, we would go shopping and she'd get me a couple of dresses and i just buy the shoes <laughs> for the dresses. Not and well. I, remember, I remember this particular time, I told Gerald, I said, Gerald, we didn't go get, uh, I got to go get me something for Easter because we going out to Hocusville and I got to have my, I got to have me some shoes and a dress. <laughs> and he was like, a shoes, some shoes and a dress, you grown now. And I remember him and I, <laughs> him and I had some words. And I remember I had started packing up my clothes. I was going home. And I called my mom. And I said, Mom, could you all come pick me up? <laughs> and she said, what's going on? And I said, Gerald's over here acting crazy. <laughs> so I said, put Dad on the phone. And so he said, did he hit you? I said, no. Well, what's going on? I said, so I, w- I started telling him what was going on. And he said, we're about to go to the grocery store. I'll call you when, I get, when we get back. <laughs> I had packed. I, so I'm still. I've got garbage can bags. Got my oh my pack, god! Bags. I don't pack up everything. And so the next, so I went to sleep. They never called me back. Oh I went. So the next morning, Gerald knocked on the bedroom. On the, <laughs> I slept in the guest bedroom. He knocked on. The, he said. He said. I see you didn't leave. And he, so I just looked at him. I was so upset. But from that, I knew not to call my parents unless it was absolutely necessary. That is so funny. So you were mad <laughs> regarding the Easter dress and going. The Easter dress, because I was, it was a routine, you know. It was a routine, and he was like, "Since you're really some shoes to match a dress, I'm not going. We're not going to the ball to get a pair of shoes." And I was just like, "I was like, but you, my husband, and you supposed to." He said, "Hold up, since you, you, you got marriage mixed up. You think it's a." You, 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 you buy a house because we had bought our house at 24 our mm-hmm. first house mm-hmm. and he said you know we got the house um, do you want you want an animal now we got a fish <laughs> he said so you just think it's your white little picket fence marriage is not like that and I didn't want to hear any of that all I know was packing up my clothes I was leaving wow and that next morning I had so much stuff in the middle of the floor wow so that was impactful for you. <laughs> first year. <laughs> I'm trying to think of when I first got upset. And you know what? The only time I can remember when I got upset is when I left out. I think I, I was. I was pregnant with my first child. And I cannot even remember what my husband did, but I was so angry. I literally just cursed him out and walked out the house and slammed the door and I just was gone. But when I came back, I apologized and I realized how stupid it sounded for me. Right. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, (laughs) I can't believe I did that. You know, looking back. And then he was just looking at me like, are you serious? I cannot believe it. Because first of all, he had never seen me act that way. But I was dealing with some hormonal things because, again, you know, I was going through 
pregnancy for the first time. But marriage starting out, it's it's different for everybody, but it's still you get those different type of stories, Cynthia, because I remember one of my friends was saying when she first got married and they got married at a later age, she was used to buying her personal products for herself because she was single. And whenever she would go to the grocery store, she would buy her, you know, personal products like soap and all those type deodorant and stuff. And so her husband had to ask her, you know, we need to have a conversation. Um, you know, I put oil in your car, I wash your car, and um, I make sure, you know, all these things are done for you. And, you know, I know you cook for me and I cook for you sometimes, but I notice every time you go to the store, you will buy your deodorant and personal items, but you don't buy mine and I kind of put them on the list for you. And she got upset. But later, she had to realize, you know, we have to adjust when we get married. And it's not just about one person doing something. It's, it's a give and it's a take. And sometimes when we get in arguments is when we think back at it, it's just like, okay, really, did we do that? <laughs> but we did. <laughs> and then, you know, 27, 30 years later, it's like certain things you just be like, you know what? It ain't even worth arguing about it or whatever. So, um, so what are some of the other challenging times? How have you gotten through certain challenging times in marriage where, um, you know, I guess that was a challenge for you the first first year, but I guess the middle, the middle of of marriage, the middle years. I think um, for me, I love I love to shop. And my husband is a is a favor, which the combination really works out. Um, I had to learn, start learning to save. Okay, so he was um, a saver, and you learn, and you, he's he I, likes and to I was save, and you were the spender. Yeah, spender, right? Okay, and okay. he was like, and his thing was like, if if he told he told me he said, if you want another home, we have to have a we have to have common ground here. Mm-hmm. You want another home. And I want children. You gotta have to learn. You gotta have to help me pay bills. Because when I first got married, Gerald took care of all the bills for the first maybe 15 years of our marriage. Mm. I say first 12 years, 12, 13 years, he paid all the bills. Mm-hmm. I paid my car note, mm-hmm. and I bought groceries. Mm-hmm. And um, he said to me, "Look, if you want a bigger home, you gotta start helping me pay." At least pay the utilities. I always pay the mortgage, the life insurance, the cell phone bills. I always do that. But you at least have to pay the utilities. And I said, okay. So with being with him, um, I learned how to, um, you know, how to start saving more. Because he would be like, now you know you didn't need five pair of shoes. <laughs> and I'd be like, you know. Paid, uh, you know, I'm gonna pay myself. You can pay yourself in other ways, he would say. Mm-hmm. 
you don't have to go out and buy you because I was teaching at the time too so I would go and buy me a new outfit you know the whole the dress with the shoes and the purse and the earrings and and I'd be you know change when you start having your children or when it, when it started it, it started changing because I guess after we bought a, a bigger home um, and I promised to do and I did do that um, I had a well I had a killer before we moved out our first house and when she's 20 she'll be 24 this year um, you know I started to when you see that little person that you know, that was my first child. It started changing things inside of you. Yes, it does when you have children. It starts, you know, it, when you have children, because you got daycare, you got milk, you got pampers, you got a whole lot of things, so it's not about you. Like, it's been an only child. It was always about me. My parents made it all about me. Um, when I got with Gerald, he made me a priority. So it was always Cynthia, Cynthia, Cynthia. You know, so with that being said, you know, but you have this little person and this little person is dependent on you. That makes a, a big difference. Everything started coming to, you know, all the whole puzzle come together. That's what happened for me. Wow. So it was a turning point then to where. Right. It's a turning point. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you bring somebody else into, you bring this person into the world. They're dependent on you. So if, you know, and you want to be prepared if something should happen, like they always say, you should have six months of uh, bills, money sent to the side if something should happen in your, in your home. Mm-hmm. And granted, some of us can't do that. And some of us are blessed to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, so you try to make sure that you have what you need. And just having her, it, it, it changed, life changed for me you know it wasn't all about spending and um, spending you know just spending money things just change you know because you got another that's another person that's in the household now yeah they need things right you know and she went to she went to private school so that was that was a, that was money mm-hmm. you know so yeah and the thing too that some people think that oh marriage is just running through a bed of roses and it's not always, but marriage is a blessing. Uh, every marriage is different. And it's work. Absolutely. It's work. Marriage is work. work. You know? Yeah. It's and not all about you. It's not all about you. You got to consider that other person that you love. Mm-hmm. You have to consider their feelings, um, how they want to do things. You know, you have to come together as one. And how do you... You have to be equally yoked. Yeah. That's the key. And what... And... and and for the listeners, when you say it's work, what type of work 
to make it work? I, I would say you need to communicate. You have to communicate with one another. You can't go out there and buy large ticket items and not tell your spouse, I'm going to buy a new car today. <laughs> you know, and yeah. you just drive in the driveway with the car. No, you want to let you want to do your well with being married to Gerald. I've learned you do your research before you go out. Mm-hmm. You talk with each other. You know, is this in our budget? Because remember, those two paychecks that's in that house take care of that household. There used to be a time when you could have one check and that check take care of everything, but it's always good to have two checks in that household, especially when it's a family. Mm-hmm. And my family is a family of four. Mm-hmm. You have to communicate. You have to communicate. I mean, sometimes we have that hustle and bustle. You may be, you know, Gerald goes to work earlier than I do. When I get up, I leave. So when I get home, Gerald's already been here. And he's that type of person when he has to have a little time to himself to get himself together. So he'll sit downstairs for about an hour or two to get himself together. I'm up and I come upstairs. So I got a little time to myself. He got a little time to himself. So a lot of times before you go to sleep, we'll, he'll, we got two chairs in my bedroom. And he'll sit in his chair, sit in mine, and we, we have a conversation, you know. Mm-hmm. But Gerald, Gerald's that type. He don't like to bring work home. Which is yeah, if I'm having something going on, he'll, he'll discuss it with me, but you know, he'll listen to what it is. Yeah, work. It is work, but you right. know it's yeah. good work. Sometimes yeah. it's, it's it's good work yeah. because, like you said, yeah. you have to communicate. You have to communicate and respect each other. You yes. have to respect each other yes. also and give space. And you give have to space. give space, and that, and that's a lot of times when you new marriages. I I, I notice in new marriages, um, they don't they feel like you have to go everywhere together. You have to do everything together, but you got to remember whatever it took to get that person. You got to continue to keep doing those things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And But in the midst of that, you have to have your me time and they need their me time. That's so you important. It's, it's important, you know, and, and that's a lot of times we lose insight because we're married. We're married now, so we have to go everywhere together. No, sometimes you have to like, for me, I spend time with, with the girls sometimes. Gerald spend time with the guys sometimes. They may, they may, uh, he may leave home about 11 o'clock. He might not get back to... 10 or 11 that night where they went to a game, then after the game they went and had something to eat, then they might go to one of the guys' houses or whatever. They just just have a whole day in it. You know, and he may do that like sometimes once a month, sometimes once every two months. They get together, go to a game or, or whatever is going on. If, if the school, if our house school is having something, they may go to the picnic together if I don't go with them or whatever. You know, everybody needs, needs to have their own identity. Right. That's important because sometimes people do lose their identity when they get married. And um, and even through the kids, you'll lose it. And the kids sometimes right, will right. change everything. And so you have to right. keep the spark going in the romance. And so in the romance department, Cynthia, uh, being that it's 30 years, I mean, what are some of the things that you enjoy in your marriage that um, in the romance department? I mean, the dating wow. and... And like you said, well, you have to continue to do the same things, right? Different right. things. We, we do. Yes, we, we have to continue. I, I think it's so important that we have to do the same thing. We, you, you can't keep doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, you, you got to do, you, you got to date it. Whatever it takes, let me say, let me, let me retract that. Whatever it takes 
that made you want that person, you got to go back to that same starting point. Whatever that person did, and like I said, Joe always made me a priority. He never made me an option. He made me a priority. And how did you make him a priority? I put him first. I put God first, and then he came second. So what are some of the things... Okay, I'm interrupting. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so, right. So, with that being said, I, you know, we... Uh, our bedroom is real big and everything, so we have, like, a little uh, bar-like thing in our bedroom. When he comes in, you know, sometimes we'll, we'll make us a drink and listen to us some music. We, You know, when, they, when everything was a lot better, I always say to him, don't forget, you know, it's your turn to plan a, a date for us. Mm-hmm. I have to so, do well, Where do you want to go? No. <laughs> it's your turn. I'm not yes. coming to it. It's your turn. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I ask him, do you want me to meet you there? Or we got to go together? And a lot of times he said, we'll go together. No, I want to meet you there. So when I walk in, you know, hey, everybody thinking that, hey, we, we, you know, that we're not married. We'll probably just, just seeing each other, whatever. You, you, you know what to do. You know, and I remember one time, though, when, we, when I met him at Red Lobster, I heard somebody saying, Mama. And he, he don't came home and got both kids. <laughs> I, I was so upset. I was so upset with him. Girl, I was so upset with him. And he was like, and he actually thought, because he's a family man. He, if it's up to Gerald, they would go everywhere with us. My husband is like that sometimes too. You know, and I said, you have to, uh, wait a minute. So we, I had to pull up to the side and have that talk with him. Mm-hmm. Hold up, Gerald. <laughs> that was a good, well, you said you wanted, I said, I didn't say anything about bringing both, bringing the kids. <laughs> and they kind of just took over. You know, That's like, what that they always do. <laughs> that wasn't for me. So I told him, I said, I tell you what, you got to do a do-over. Yeah. Because that, that, that don't count right there. That, that was family outing. And this is supposed to be family. So I think you, everybody needs to have that look. Everybody has a love language. Mm-hmm. Whatever that may be. And you do. Husband, <laughs> you have to have a love language. You you have to have that time together. You have to spend time together. Yes. Um, you got to do things together. You know, I mean, if it's nothing, like sometimes him and I would walk. We would do, you know, walk together. Stuff. And while we're walking, we're talking. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, we're just, and sometimes, like, when the kids are not here, we, uh, we, when everything is going on, you know, everybody with work and school and, and everything, I tell, like I say, I tell him, I say, oh, this week I'm planning, you know, do you have any plans? He said, no, okay, well, I'm going to plan something. What we going to do? Don't worry about it. I, you'll know maybe a couple hours before that. Yeah. You know, so, you know, and, and we try to, we try to spend time together. And you have to spend that time together. You know, and if we don't, we don't go to church on Sundays, we'll lay in the bed and we'll talk, or he'll fix breakfast, or I may fix breakfast and bring it to the bed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and a lot of times, you know, we, we just sit up in our chairs, in our bedroom, and we got a table in the middle, and we got two chairs on the end, we'll just sit up here, we'll, we'll, we may drink wine and, some, and have some cheese and some strawberries and just talk, you know, um, just talk. And we try to make it where when we're talking, we don't talk about the kids. Right. That's, that's a no-no. We don't talk about the kids. We talk about us. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and at, at our anniversary, we do something at our anniversary where every year we, we, we write down ten things. We, we know I write down five things that we love about each other and five things that we plan to work on. Mm-hmm. 
that we want each other to work on in that in next in that following year we look at those things again and see what we have accomplished and that's why y'all are married 30 years and have a successful marriage and um those are great things that people can take the listeners who are in a marriage that feel the same way you know things you have your ups and your downs and your challenges and you know some people have dealt with financial issues infidelities um and just bored in relationships and all of this stuff is real but even with all of those things you know you still can not give up on each other you know giving up is based on the individual and what i also like what you said is that not only were you waiting for him to do for you but you also did for him and considering you came from you know a household with both parents who basically you know you was the only child so it was you was accustomed to um you know getting what you wanted and and all and then you adjusted to say you know I'm not just that person I can also give and me knowing you personally you are a giver you give so much of of yourself to other people not just your family and so um you know I applaud you you both in your marriage you know 30 years and you still keep the spark going and um it, it don't seem like you've gotten bored and even if you did get bored you kind of say okay let's let's see what we need let's to do talk. to shake this let's, up let's, hey, because hey, you do get bored hey. sometimes yes yes you do you know i'm not gonna say that you don't get bored because you do get bored but you know sabrina one of the key things that i do when my husband is asleep i anoint my husband when he's asleep mm-hmm. i pray over him when he's asleep mm-hmm. you know that 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 the devil don't get into our home mm-hmm. into him mm-hmm. because he's the head of our household mm-hmm. so I anoint him when he's sleeping he's like what you doing Nothing. I'm just rubbing your head mm-hmm. <laughs> and I be anointing him while he's sleeping mm-hmm. I think that's a key thing you, you have to learn to and I, I'm a firm believer me and my husband we go to church together we pray together and you have to do those things you have, yeah. to, you have to pray for your household absolutely because you got kids in here you absolutely. got children in your household you know, and, and I tell my kids all the time, as long as you live in my home, you got to go to church. Mm-hmm. You have to go to church. You have to give some of your time to God because God has blessed us with the things that we have. We didn't do this on our own, you know? So I, I think it's important that you have to be equally yoked. And I think that's why things have worked well for Jura and myself because we put God first in everything that we do. I don't care what, if it's a, like I say, if it's a car, if it's whatever, we're going to pray about that thing for a minute before mm-hmm. we even go and do it and ask God to show us the way. Is this the right thing for us to do? Mm-hmm. And we try not to do things without asking the other, the other, uh, each other, you know, do you think this is good? Even with our kids, if it's something that's going on and one of them is, doing something at my business we sit down and talk together about how how you think we need to go forward with this right that's important so right so they won't play because kids will play you against oh each other. yes they will they will they, they will. will and and you know i don't mm-hmm. care what people we may say i love all my kids the same no it's, it's a different love for each child because sometimes that one child may need a little bit more attention than the other one and boys are normally closer to mom, so Jamal is more closer to me, and Akilah's more closer to her dad. She's a daddy's girl. 
And Jamal is going to come to my car in the afternoon. He's going to get my bags for me. You know, he's going to ask mommy had a good day. Akila to the gym walks in. He, she runs, Dad, how was your day? So, you know, it, it, works, it works out, you know. But marriage is the first two years, I would tell anybody, it's a lot of work because you're still getting to know each other. Right. It is. You know? It is. And for the female, your name has changed. Absolutely. You know, your last name has changed. You've taken on another name. You've taken on another role. Being a girlfriend is totally different than being a wife. It certainly is totally different. And sometimes people think, oh, I'm just going to be, oh, I'm just so ready to get married. You know, I'm just so ready. Oh, my gosh, I'm so ready. But, okay, that's awesome. But you have people now that say well I need a man to do this for me he needs to have this and he needs to have that and everything is not even based on the material aspect because he can have all of that but what are you going to do if he loses his job or you lose your job or he gets sick or you get sick and so all of those things are real things that happen and so um, uh, the last few minutes that we have I just want to have you talk about because I know you have a a women's group and you have a lot of single uh, women that you talk to as well as myself but what are some of the things that you can provide as advisement to single women who are looking to get married and their expectation of men now um, as well because I mean you've been married 30 years I've been married 27 but does it seem like it's a little different for the single women out there versus it's, it's different because we I think in my generation I think we our mothers talk to us a lot yeah. about uh, how you should act mm-hmm. um, how you should act you know a, a, a guy can come to my mom's house and blow the horn and I go out and she says you crazy are you crazy mm-hmm. he, let him come to the door you don't see that now. If you don't, if you you see these these guys, they drive up, and the female is running out the door to get in the car. They don't open doors. They don't do anything. But I always tell my single friends, if you dating somebody and he do not make you a priority, and you can and you an option to him, he's not the one for you. I'm sorry. My dad used to always tell me that do not date nobody that, that if he don't make you a priority. Then he, you know, your option. So if your option, <laughs> that's not gonna work. And a lot of it's women now say that they are options because it's more. And they're fine with it. Yeah. And you know, I, I come across females and they say, "Well, I'm fine with that." You know, mm-hmm. he's married and he comes over whenever, and he's good to me. Matter of fact, he's the best I've ever had. Okay, but and you wonder why you're not married. And so because you're selling. Yeah. So, and I would say, you, you, you and I, a lot of times, um, never assume something. Ask questions. Because a lot of people get with people, and I know someone now that they, um, they was dating, you know, was dating and was thinking about getting married, but she didn't know that he didn't want kids. That's something they never talked about. And that's important. You can't assume anything. You need to ask questions. 
And I think with, with us as, as females, we don't ask enough questions. They ask us questions, and you know, a lot of times we think guys are not listening. They're listening. Mm-hmm. It's we don't listen because we think we can change them. You cannot change an individual. You cannot change an individual. So if no. you were single, uh, if you were single, what how would be your approach to dating? Well, first, the, well, for the first date, you would have, for the first couple of dates, we would have to meet out at the restaurant or wherever we're going. Um, you would have to, you would have to put the work in. And what does that we mean? Would, we would not, we, nowadays I notice people just sleeping with people. Just don't know, it. don't hardly know anything about them. They're doing the online dating. And don't get me wrong, it's nothing wrong with the online dating. Because I mean, that's what they're doing now. The online, it's nothing wrong with that. But you, I think with women, we need to ask questions. We don't ask questions. Most times, they're gonna ask you where you work. They're gonna ask you who you live with. They're gonna ask you, you know, um, in, in a slick kind of way, uh, do you make good money? Mm-hmm. Okay. They gotta. They gotta. You know, then you got some act like they left their wallet at home. <laughs> so you need to go on that date with money. You don't need to assume that he has me. You know, you need to ask questions, and we just do not ask enough questions. Yeah. You know, you you, you and don't be don't be so quick to judge because yes. a lot of times yes. well, we will judge. Yes. We'll judge. I think, and you can't. I'm sorry. You are so right. The judgment factor is real. And with the judgment factor, a lot of people lose out on the possibility of dating some wonderful people or becoming friends with wonderful people. Because um, I think my, my approach is date to become friends. Don't date to become married or don't date to find somebody to sleep with or don't date to find somebody to uh, link up to have a business partnership. Because, I mean, you have what I'm hearing now is people are dating for all of those reasons going in. I'm dating. I need somebody who's going to be a business partner with me. I need I mean, so to me, I think we're just looking for too much in individuals and we judge people. Uh, right. immediately they don't make enough money or they do or they right. you know right. things things happen and so I, I agree with you 100% is that people have to take it slow but also ask questions and right. uh, learn about people yeah learn about ask some questions well, you know and, and you you should ask questions about your relationship with your mom or your you know, what kind of relationship you have with your mom? What kind of relationship you have with your dad? You want to know if, if this person have a relationship with family. You know, to me, family means a lot. My family, you know, our family, we get together. We do mm-hmm. things. And when we see, we might not see each other for a couple of months, but we're going to always reach out some type of way. How you doing? How's things going? And this, when we get together, we have such a good time. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. because, it, it, you know, see how that, that boy treats his See how that, that man treat his mom. And most time, a man that loves his mom and treats his mom, he's going to treat you good. Most times. You know? Some, yeah, most, most times. times. Most times. Not all the time, mm-hmm. but most times. Mm-hmm. 
you know, but we, you know, a lot of times we don't even think about any of that. You ask somebody, well, have you met anybody, any of his friends, any of his, you know, if he, I think if a man doesn't take you around his family and his friends, something is wrong there. Something is wrong there. If it's a long-term relationship you know yeah yeah, if it's a long term right you've been in there for a while Mm -hmm. and they never say anything about nobody you know none of their friends or or, or nobody and 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 definitely if you come straight from your mom's house that's definitely a (laughs) no-no you know if you if you in your 30s and 40s and 50s and you coming from your mom's house why are you at your mom's house right Right, unless you know, something major happened. Yeah, that something was a, may, and that could be, but I want to know what you know. Absolutely, why are you there? Absolutely, you know, why are you there? Absolutely, you know, are you one of the ones that you know that that you know go from woman to from this female to that yes, female? that is true. Because there's a lot of those running around, you know. Yes, that's true. They like a they like a nice. They may have a nice car. Might be very very good looking. May have all the stuff on the outside. But have nothing else, right? You know, and there are some women like that as well. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it, it's so a lot it's of us, both you know? both ways, and you know, yeah, it does. It does. It does. And so, um, you have given a lot of great thought, and for people, for the listeners, for being married, long term marriage, and and some of the great nuggets to help people who are married, and even when they get married, to keep the spark in the relationship uh, to know how to adjust throughout the years of marriage with kids and keep, you know, making sure that you communicate with each other, you pray and have a set foundation in your relationship. And um, and like I said, this series that uh, I'm doing is The Measure of a Woman. And we've talked this evening about the different aspects of of being a woman and marriage, long-term marriage, and even giving some nuggets to single people who are interested in marriage. And so, Cynthia, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with our listeners this evening. And I congratulate you and your husband on 30 years of awesome marriage. And, um, and I'm sure and I know that you guys will sit down again and write down the five things of why y'all love each other and the five things of what you can do better. I think that is a great nugget. I'm going to keep that. And, um, and so briefly, we have one minute left and I'm going to give you the last word in our one minute. And, um, and, that, and that what I will ask of, if you can just give me three things that will signify a great measure of a good woman. However you want to answer it. Three um, things briefly. Um, I think um, a woman that loves God mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. Um, a woman that um, um, that loves herself. Because you have to love yourself in order to love anybody. Mm-hmm. And um I think um, someone that's um, patient. Mm. You have to be patient. Mm. You have to be patient. You have to be patient with, uh, you know, your mate, whoever you with. You have to be patient. And, yes. And you got to be committed. You got yes. to be committed. Mm-hmm. Those are great things. Having having God or your faith. Um, and you, and what right. was the other being committed? Yeah, 
being committed, being patient, um, being and loving patient. yourself. You got to love yourself That's in order to be in a awesome. Be, yeah, you have to love yourself. Those are great nuggets, Cynthia. I thank you so much. That can denote the great measure of being a great woman. This is Sue, the Relationship Builder. And I thank all of the listeners for listening in this evening to the special series, The Measure of a Woman. I thank you, Cynthia, so much. Married 30 years uh, for sharing with us. And I look forward to listening to everyone Uh, We're hearing everyone listen in to us next week, and good night.